If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Police say a deadly shooting at a busy Apex shopping center started because of shoplifting. What they say a man and woman stole before an SBI agent shot and killed one of them. Then, Wake County leaders could bring big changes to your child's school tonight. WRL is live with whether or not security upgrades are one of them. If you're a fan of warm temperatures, then you'll love our seven-day forecast. Plus, new data on what could be yet another wet weekend. Right now at 7, officers are interviewing witnesses five and a half hours after an SBI agent shot and killed a man near an Academy sports store. Thank you for joining us. I'm Deborah Morgan. And I'm Dan Haggerty. This all unfolded in the parking lot on Pine Place Drive in a busy plaza. Many businesses there, as you can see, right off of US 64. Police say it all started over ammo stolen from the store. WRL's Julian Grace is live at the scene. It is still very busy there. Julian? Deborah, it is still very busy here at the scene. I can tell you that I spoke to police chief Jason Armstrong. He couldn't share a lot of details at this point, but I can share this. Investigators have been on the scene here for several hours processing the scene, but a key piece of evidence may come from right here. We counted four surveillance cameras right in front of the store. Now, according to police, a man and woman left the Academy Sports with stolen ammunition. At some point, the man and woman were confronted by an SBI agent who shot the man in the parking lot that man later died. WRL News saw a gun on the ground near a car and yellow caution tape around the store. We are told the gun belonged to the man who was shot by the SBI agent. Now, during a press conference, Apex Police Chief Jason Armstrong shared that witnesses' accounts will be very vital. And of course, we would caution if anybody, you know, was there that did see anything that left before we were able to get there, talk with them. Uh, we would definitely ask them to, to reach out to us. But there there were some people in the parking lot. You know, I don't know what they saw, what they didn't see. As far as that SBI agent is concerned, we are told from the SBI that that agent was on duty. But what we don't know if that officer was involved with this incident or investigating this incident beforehand. We will continue to ask those questions. So many questions still out here tonight, Deborah, and many people want answers. Yes, that investigation still very early. Julian Grace, live in Apex. Thank you, Julian. In the next few minutes, Wake County school leaders will decide the best way to spend money that could bring significant changes to your child's school. WRL's Aaron Thomas live outside the headquarters in Cary as the district superintendent prepares to present her budget proposal. Aaron. Yeah, Dan, now we already know some of Superintendent Moore's priorities, so things like raising wages and investing in more psychologists and social workers. But the big question is, considering what we've seen in different schools across this district, uh, is school safety improvements, is that included in the budget as well? Taking a look at this video, you can see this packed crowd. It's mostly full of employees across the district fighting for better wages and parents wanting to speak out on different uh, matters as it pertains to their children in Wake County schools. Now, Wake schools, like other districts, continues to deal 
deal with shortages of employees, such as bus drivers. District leaders say that raising wages would help recruit and retain these employees. Then there's another challenge of social media threats and weapons found on campuses. One school board member who spoke ahead of tonight's presentation hopes that money is set aside for enhanced security. Uh, the one thing that I, is still on my mind um, is the issue of um, gun safety and um, um, and I you know ultimately do want to see kind of where we stand as a as a school district in terms of our position on gun safety and speci specifically. And it is shaping up to be a busy school board meeting. Right now we are in the public comment period. You have 28 people signed up to speak on our late news. You're going to hear a little bit more insight from Superintendent Moore. We're going to hear what's in this budget proposal and get more insight exactly what it is that the school district wants to invest in for the children. Dan? Lots, lots to consider. Aaron Thomas live in Wake County Force. Thanks, Aaron. Back to scheduling for a moment. We could also find out tonight if the first day of school for Wake County in 2024 will be weeks earlier than normal. Currently, the calendar has the school year running from August 27th to June 13th, but there's a proposal to change that time period and have the, the year running from August 7th to May 23rd. Now, current state law requires school to start no later than the Monday closest to August 26th and end no later than the Friday closest to June 11th. So that means Wake County would need an exception here. The county claims the law is too limiting and opponents though are saying that the move they say is uh, starting earlier could impact the state's tourism industry. Two people are in the hospital after an explosion at a warehouse in Garner. The Garner Fire Chief says the victims are two men, one 36 years old and the other 46 years old. Officials say the 36-year-old man had burns across 80% of his body. The other suffered minor burns. According to the fire chief, workers were removing carpet from the floor when a chemical reaction caused a small flash fire. Chief, we had an explosion in the room. Uh, they were removing carpet. And uh, must have had some solvents that got mixed together. We do have an active uh, sprinkler activation. I'm going to try to shut some water off. Fire chief went on to say a sprinkler system put out the fire, preventing it from causing more danger. A state labor division is now investigating what happened. One person is dead, another injured after a plane crashed on a highway in Guilford County today. The small plane went down on ju uh, just before noon on US 421. That's near the Randolph County line. Officials believe it took off from the Greensboro Executive Airport. It's unclear how the person who survived this crash is faring. The FAA and NTSB are investigating what went wrong. Is North Carolina's new anti-rioting law unconstitutional? Well, that's the lawsuit from the ACLU and what they are claiming. Republicans pushed for stricter riot rules after the Black Lives Matter protests in 2020. They say it'll help stop future vandalism and looting. But critics say the law's real intent is to scare people away from attending even peaceful protests. The new lawsuit says it violates the First Amendment. For more state politics coverage, you can visit NC Capital, the NC Capital section of WREL.com. Well, as Fort Bragg gets closer to becoming Fort Liberty, city leaders in Fayetteville have to decide whether to change street signs in the city limits with the name Bragg on them. WREL's Fayetteville reporter Gilbert Bays spoke with the mayor and state DOT about what the future holds for Bragg Boulevard and Fort Bragg Road. 
Well, it won't be long before Fort Bragg becomes Fort Liberty. The big question for city leaders in Fayetteville, are they going to change the name of Bragg Boulevard and Fort Bragg Road? Military leaders at Fort Bragg have set the date. June 2nd, Fort Bragg becomes Fort Liberty. In addition, they've decided to change the names of these streets on Pose. Bragg Boulevard will become Liberty Boulevard. The road cuts through the heart of Fayetteville, connecting the city to its military neighbor. The question now, will Fayetteville make the same name change? Now that they're making the changes on, on base and, and transitioning over to Fort Liberty, I'm sure in the coming months we'll have to have a conversation about what that means for those connecting corridors. Bragg Boulevard is also State Highway 24 and 87. The NCDOT is going to be responsible for updating highway signs that point to Fort Liberty. We're told that's going to now cost about $500,000. And we are going to have to get a new cost estimate and a more detailed plan about exactly which sign need to be replaced and how. Not every sign needs to be replaced. Some could just be updated. Just kind of put a new sticker, put Liberty over Bragg. That's it. Bragg Boulevard has hundreds of businesses along the road, while Fort Bragg Road is more of a residential area. If the city decides to make a change, it would cause those business owners and residents who live along those two roads tons of money to update their new mailing addresses, among other expenses. That's a part of the discussion and the transition to see what federal resources are available to help people offset some of those expenses. And, and the city wants to make sure that we're uh, knowledgeable about it and, and we can get that information out and the resources to our community. So those nine military installations have until the end of the year to make the change, but local municipalities aren't mandated to do anything. In Fayetteville, Gilbert Bays, WREL News. Well, the mayor says before any changes take place, the city would hold a series of public hearings to discuss them. A new honor today for fallen Raleigh police officer Gabe Torres. In a special ceremony, the Raleigh Police Department unveiled a memorial in Officer Torres's memory. The department live streamed the event on its Facebook page. Officer Torres, his family's, his family, including his parents, his wife, Jasmine, and little girl, Layla, took a moment to take in the memorial. As you might imagine, it was a very emotional time for all of them, as well as for his Raleigh police family who paid tribute to his widow, Jasmine Torres. I have so much respect for you. Um, when I think of you, I think of bravery and compassion. Um, in this room filled a bunch of police officers, many military, active military, war veterans. The toughest person in this room is you. Also recognized at today's ceremony was Officer Casey Clark. He was shot in the leg as officers closed in on the teen gunman. You can view the entire ceremony at WRAL.com. Still to come, helping more men in the Bull City. Coming up, the newly built housing facility aimed at supporting men struggling with addiction get the help they need. And preventing unintended encounters with sharks on North Carolina coast. Coming up, how lawmakers are working to keep swimmers and sharks safe this summer. Kat? From a frosty start this morning to a warm, beautiful afternoon, we've been on a temperature roller coaster lately. I'll have a closer look at the long-range temperature outlook and whether or not that trend continues coming up. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Tonight, investigators are trying to figure out what started a massive fire at an abandoned school in Sanford. We first first brought you these images from the WRL breaking news tracker last night. Crews were called out to the old Jonesboro Elementary School around 7 p.m. 
The fire was under control about an hour and a half later. Officials say they have to tear down the building to be able to find out where the fire started. An Australian company will bring hundreds of jobs to our state. Epoch Enviro cleans up pollutants like PFAS, the forever chemicals found in water across our state. They will build their first U.S. plant in Statesville, just north of Charlotte. It's a $4 million investment, creating 226 jobs. Duke Energy is snapping up land in fast-growing Chatham County. The state's biggest public utility paid about $3.1 million for 67 acres near the Randolph County line. It's also next to the Chatham Advanced Manufacturing megasite, where chip maker Wolfspeed is building its new facility. The Durham Rescue Mission cut the ribbon on a brand new men's dorm today. This 64-bed building is named after founders Ernie and Gail Mills. Many of the employees at the mission are former and current clients. Paul Skiles shared his story at today's event. He struggled for years with an addiction to methamphetamine. Now he's a Victory Program graduate and a donor representative for the nonprofit. And I got on fire for God. And I uh, felt like God was calling me to do this kind of work, to take what Satan meant for evil and use it for the good. My past wouldn't be wasted. The founders say they hope the men living in the new facility will be the next generation of leaders at the rescue mission. More than 3,300 people donated funds to make the new building possible. One of Wake County's brand new schools held a ribbon cutting for its new building today. This is the Herbert Aikens Road Middle School in Fuquay Verena. The principal says the brand new building is state of the art, offering students unique learning opportunities. It features three stories of classrooms, labs and workspace, interactive touch screens and open collaboration spaces throughout the hallways. Students performed at this morning's ceremony. Local business leaders are calling on the state to do more to support teachers and early literacy. They say it all starts with having the right teachers in the classroom and paying them a competitive salary in order to create the best classroom experience for the students. Without that, it puts the talent pipeline at risk in North Carolina, they say, being that most of these men are CEOs. They say they're looking at the teacher shortage and the early literacy issues from a business lens. With the impacts from persistent inflation, companies all across the country are increasing employee pay and they're instituting changes to make working for their companies as attractive as possible. We need to do the same thing for teachers. Those CEOs also met with Governor Roy Cooper this afternoon and plan to meet with other state leaders next week. You can find their full proposed action plan in our web story at WRL.com. With hurricane season just around the corner, the National Hurricane Center is welcoming a new director with ties to NC State. Noah named Mike Brennan as the new director based in Miami. He's been branch chief since 2018 and spent 2022 as the center's acting deputy director. During those last five years, 18 hurricanes hit the United States, eight of them major. Brennan earned his bachelor's, master's and doctorate at NC State. The, the lesson that what you need to do needs to be directly connected to bettering society for people in North Carolina and elsewhere was something I took away from my time there. And, you know, the, the applied nature and the, the, the direct benefits of what we do, we're not just making a forecast to make a forecast, we're making a forecast and providing information to help save lives and property. It's important work. Tonight on WRL News at 10 and 11, you're going to hear more from Brennan about his new position and his thoughts on the upcoming hurricane season. 
What a great attitude. Well, work is underway to prevent unintentional shark encounters on the North Carolina coast during the busy season. A bill in the state house would outlaw onshore fishing tournaments from May through October in Brunswick County. This all started last year when a tackle shop owner in Southport tried to put together a shark fishing tournament from beaches and piers. Local mayors fought to prevent the tournament in court. A shark would possibly get in the midst of the swimmers and not know the difference between the bait and, and the swimmers. I mean, it's just not, not a good formula. If this becomes law, individual shark fishing and tournaments offshore would still be allowed during tourist season, just not land-based tournaments. Well, talk about being a beach day. Look at this lovely evening that they're having tonight in Beaufort as the sun is about to set. Boy, it's only going to keep warming up, Kat. Yes, it is. We're going to be in the 80s. The coast, it's just going to be beautiful weather out that way this week. Our normal high this time of year, 72. So 80s for four out of the next five days is still pretty above normal for this time of year. Some days more than 10 degrees above normal. The one dip that we have into the 70s will come on Friday, and that's going to come with the next system that we're tracking that could bring some rain our way. We've seen lots of ups and downs, though, lately. Temperature-wise, not uncommon during spring for North Carolina. We had the frost this morning, the big warm up today, but there are signs of a more sustained warm pattern for the remainder of April, especially as we get into April 19th through the 25th. So toward the end of the month, a good chance of above normal temperatures in the east. As for precipitation, we're likely to be kind of in that middle ground zone for no signs of above or below normal. We could use some dry weather, though, after all we've seen. The next system that we're tracking is close to the Gulf of Mexico. And there is a chance that this could briefly cut itself off from the jet stream. We call this a cutoff low, and these are always tricky to forecast because when systems disconnect from the jet stream, they don't have that typical flow that carries them along. So keep checking in for updates as we get closer to the weekend. Tomorrow is when we get in high-resolution model data for Friday's rain chances, and that's when we'll really begin to pinpoint the rain timeline for Friday. In the meantime, this is the system that we're watching, and we're going to follow the progression of it very closely. In Fayetteville, it's a beautiful evening out at the WRL Fayetteville newsroom. You can see some folks walking by enjoying the nice weather outside. Hour by hour today, temperatures keep falling, and it's not going to be as chilly as last night, though. We will see temperatures in the 50s by 10 o'clock tonight. By early tomorrow morning, low temperatures bottom out in the mid-40s. A big improvement over the 30s that everyone woke up to this morning. Our low temperatures and our high temperatures are going up this week. Tomorrow, 80 degrees are forecast. Cast time, the Triangle, 78 in Siler City and Roxboro, as well as Roanoke Rapids. In our southern cities, we should be right around 80 for Fayetteville, Smithfield, as well as Irwin. Goldsboro, 79 degrees. Southern Pine, 79 as well. It ends up being really a beautiful day outside. The one issue you may run into tomorrow is the pollen. Tree pollen remains high. We are not done with tree pollen just yet. We typically see high tree pollen through the end of April. Oak is still at its peak right now. But what's new, grass pollen now in the high category for the first time this season and wheat pollen in the moderate category. So pollen does remain an issue out there. If you suffer from seasonal allergies, and you're going to spend some time outside, make sure you still have your allergy medicine on hand. Once we get to Friday, we've got about a 
50% chance of some showers. Doesn't look like a washout day, just a small chance for rain on Saturday. Saturday still looks like the driest day of the weekend. Sunday we could see an isolated storm and then early next week some drier weather likely to return, but all 70s and 80s from here on out. Mm, not bad at all. Nice spring. All right. Thank you, Kat. Still to come here at 7 o'clock, some adorable sea turtles <laughs> began their journey home today. Coming up, see how long these little guys have been recovering in North Carolina and the excitement for them to return to their natural habitat. A dog from the Edgecombe County Animal Shelter is the newest canine at the coast. Ranger is his name. He started his work in law enforcement just this week. Officials found him at a shelter and then they recruited him to the force. Ranger had to go through some training and some testing, passed with flying colors. Several agencies did want to bring him in, but now he's working at the Moorhead City Police Department. Good luck. What a good boy. Yep. Some sea turtles are back in their natural <laughs> habitat tonight. The North Carolina Aquarium of Fort Fisher posted this video of their release at Curry Beach today. The Kemp's Ridley sea turtles had been under the aquarium's care for several months to ensure that they were healthy and strong enough for their release. You can see they are now. Look at how healthy they are. They rushed into the water, clearly eager to get home. Although that first wave, I kind of feel like they're like, wait, I want to go back. Look at that guy's flippers are flapping already. <laughs> yeah, he's like, get he's me ready. out there, I'm ready. <laughs> the town of Nightdale is joining in on the video game craze thanks to the help of a new bar. Rewind Retro Bar opened its doors for the first time April 2nd for the grand opening complete with ribbon cutting ceremony by the mayor of Nightdale. The bar has a wide range of retro themed games. Those are games I played as a kid that we're now calling <laughs> retro. Uh, they some, were classic. Let's say right. that. Yeah, they also have some like uh, some game themed drinks you saw there. That's Bowser's Breath mm. uh, to learn more about the bar and what they have in store for the triangle. Go to WRL.com or the WRL News app and search <laughs> Rewind. Popular comedian Chelsea Handler is bringing her new tour to the triangle. Yeah, she will take the stage at the D-Pack this fall after adding several more stops today. Her show will feature all new comedy. It takes place on October 7th. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. We're getting a look at more stunning pictures from the James Webb Space Telescope. One picture is more mind-blowing than the next. Mm. This is uh, this time it captured green glowing gas inside a supernova. You can take a look at the screen. All that fiery red around the outside mm. is dust bursting from an exploded star. If you look close to the center, you can see shades of green. Researchers still aren't sure what that is. They call it a green monster. Oh, okay. Hopefully it's just a joke. <laughs> this space spectacle is happening 11 thousand light years mm. away. Thanks for being with us tonight. See you at 10 and 11. Keep watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.